Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar De Jesus, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. In this episode, we'll talk about how to effectively communicate with your customers during these difficult times. We'll talk about the key factors of effective communication and what your game plan should look like to help your business succeed. We'll also share a link where you can download a letter to help you communicate with your customers about the current market conditions. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, and poolinvoice.com. We want to thank them for their continued support. Zach, good morning. Good morning, everybody. I hope everyone has had a good week. I have to say here at the Pool Boys, we believe that communicating with customers is super important. And one of the most common frustrations I hear when talking to a customer or looking at a new pool to take on is that the previous service company never communicated with them, and they felt like they had no clue what was going on with their service. So hopefully today's discussion will motivate us all to be better communicators. John, good morning. Good morning, everybody. I'm um, I'm getting used to this as our first, or at least my first time using the first format here. So I'm a little um, I'm a little off my game here. It looks I'm I'm sitting here going as the as we're doing the intro, and I'm looking at Zach. I can't stop, and Zach has like this serious dead look. Right. And he's just sitting there looking and I'm looking over at you and I'm just and I'm trying not to laugh, <laughs> but uh, you know, this is going to be a fun, interesting I, uh, uh, way of us doing this. But I'm pretty excited that we're going to have the opportunity to it segues perfectly into what we're talking about here. Communication. Right. And one of the biggest parts of communication is visual communication. So a lot of times everybody hears us talk and sees us say or not sees us, but hears us talk about, you know, our business and, you know, through the mics, through our podcast. But to be able to see our face and our and our body language, um, I think just kind of ties in perfectly because this is a huge form of communication. And we're going to touch a little bit on it later on in the podcast, but this couldn't come at more of a perfect time because. Right now, it's it, I mean, it's crazy and we've been talking about this for a while and it's some tough times we're going through as some some service guys and gals and builders as far as equipment and being able to get chemicals and just trying to make it through the day at the worst time of year right summertime when temps are like 120 degrees for us 100 degrees for other people and it's just really rough so you cannot put your head in the sand and pretend like it's not happening or it's just going to pass through you need to be proactive and one of 
one of the parts about being proactive is being able to communicate and getting ahead of it before it gets ahead of you. So I'm looking forward to talking about some of the things that we're doing and listening to some of the things that you've done before in the past, Edgar, and especially you too, Zach. Absolutely. So it's interesting format. We, Zach and I had the chance to do one of these before and it's kind of, it's interesting. It's fun. I think, like you said, it's part of that whole communication where we can, you know, not just the words, but you could see people's body language and, and definitely that'll be something that we touch on today. Guys, I wanted to talk today about pull invoice because we kind of finished and finalized that, that platform and we wanted to talk about it. But, you know, John, Zach and I were talking and we realized that right now the focus really should be on that effective communication with everything that's going on with your customers. And especially during these crazy times, we'll go ahead and talk about that today. Talk about the communication. We are going to share a letter that we put together that you can send to your customers. And John had some great points on that letter. So I'll let him kind of dive into those in a little bit. Before we get started, I do want to talk about something. I got a call from somebody this week and he kind of gave me permission to talk about this. And John, Zach, I kind of shared the story with both of you. And, you know, he's new to the pool industry. He's a young guy. He got a call from a customer that wanted to have his pool emptied because it was green and have an acid wash. And so it was a fiberglass pool. He really didn't know whether he could do that or not. So he reached out to somebody that I guess has been in the industry for a while. And they told him, yes, go ahead and empty it. And yes, and go ahead and do an acid wash on a fiberglass pool. And the problem was that he got a call from the customer the next day. And what happened was the ground shifted, right, John? The, the, the dirt side of it shifted and broke and kind of ruptured the, the fiberglass pool. And then it obviously caved in. A couple different things, you know, he's new into the pool industry, nerve wracking, right? John, Zach, I mean, to be in that situation, you're losing sleep, you're stressed out. What I think was great, guys, is that he reached out, he wanted to connect with somebody, he wanted to kind of see what he needed to do, gave him a little bit of advice, but... You know, I think probably for you guys out there, for you new, new pool guys out there, it's really probably not a good idea to empty a fiberglass pool, especially if it's older. Right, John? Oh, absolutely. Right. You don't ever want to drain a fiberglass pool. And if you need to, you know, because in order to control levels, TDS, cyanuric acid, stuff like that, if you do drain a, a pool, what we do is we'll put a pump on one side and we'll put a hose on the other side. One on the deep end, one in the shallow end. We'll add water while we're pulling some out, but we'll never go more than like 20% or like 15% at a time before we do it. It's a little longer. It's, it, I mean, it obviously takes longer, but you got to be careful. You just you just don't know. Those things are so light. They're not like a, a plaster pool or a gunite pool, right, where they weigh tons and tons and tons and tons. It's literally a bathtub that's in the ground. And usually the biggest downfall is or the biggest worry is, is table water, right? And the pop-up coming from a fiberglass pool. But I can see that happening where the, the wall caves in because it's filled in from the side. And if the structure, the integrity of it degrades over time and there's not support and it's hollow in that area, then absolutely I can see it crushing in or pressure going into it. So it's a big no-no when it comes down to fiberglass pools. You do not want to drain them. And if you do drain them, you need to partially drain them little by little so that you don't uh, put yourself in that situation. And then what are your thoughts on doing an acid wash on a fiberglass pool? When you told me that, I was like, my mind was blown. 
you just don't do an acid wash on a fiberglass pool. For you guys listening out there, you really don't want to empty those fiberglass pools. You definitely don't want to do an acid wash. And here's the other thing. If you guys are new into the pool industry or have even been in the pool industry and you don't have insurance, guys, 59, 69 bucks is going to get you insurance. And not that all the insurance cover that because you can call the SPPA and get insurance. I don't think they cover the draining of the fiberglass pools and the vinyl. But that's another thing that you guys are, that are starting new, make sure that you have insurance. And if you do have to empty a pool, what you're going to want to do is use a drain waiver form. And you guys can download that from our platform, from the resources. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I am going to tell you this, Zach and John, what I was very, very, very impressed with was that this kid was not running from the situation. What he did is he buckled down and he's trying to find information. He's trying to find help. He's trying to figure out how to solve this issue. And he's not running away from it. And he wasn't running away from the customers either. I truly believe that this is the kind of pool pros that we need in our industry. And it's going to be those that even in the difficult situations, they're going to stand up and they're going to say, I'm here. I'm a professional. I'm not running away. It just gives us, the pool pros, a great name and great reputation, which is kind of what we're looking for. So I know you're out there. So big shout out to you and just, you know, hang in there, brother. I know it's difficult, but you'll definitely, definitely get through that. John, Zach, we can continue the uh, conversation with these unprecedented times with everything that's going on and not just in our industry, but in every industry out there. And Zach, you reminded me yesterday that we've been talking about this for months and that our industry was going to get crazy. I just didn't think it was going to get this crazy. I mean, it's just been that perfect storm. This week, we want to do something a little bit different, and that is focus on what you guys, the pool guys, can do to help you manage your business in these difficult times. And I think one of the important things right now is communication. And you hit this on big time yesterday, John. You know, this is not a time to just kind of let the walls cave in, but the ones that are going to survive are those that are like, hey, you know, we're in this mess. So how are we going to push our business forward? How are we going to get better? We can't focus on that negative. We've got to focus on, you know, how do we move forward? And so I think the first thing, guys, is going to be that you need to communicate with your customers. And that's whether it's, you know, if you find yourself in a difficult situation, whether it is a letter or a conversation or an email, you need to communicate to the customers to let them know what's going on. And two is use the key points or the tips that we're going to talk about today when you're having to talk to your customers, because in order to have a successful communication, just like everything else that we talk about, there's certain steps that you need to follow that are going to help you be successful at that communication. Yeah. So the focus of every business owner right now needs to be not the doom and gloom, but focus on what you can do to navigate your business through these difficult times. One of the focus should be communication, right? You got to be able to get ahead of this. It does nobody good to sit and say, oh my God, I can't get chlorine. I can't get dry. I can't get equipment. What am I going to do? I can't do my pools. You know, this is where, and this might be a tough message, but it's the truth. This is where, this is like evolution, right? At its best. And this is, you know, every business eventually goes through this. Though these times that we're going through as an industry is pretty much unprecedented, right? I don't, I can't recall a time and all the guys and girls that I've spoken to that have been in the business much longer than I have, have never had a position like this or never been in a position like this. So it's, it's kind of new to everybody, but 
This is kind of how you set yourself up, and this is where the strong survive, or the ones not necessarily you have to be the biggest business, but just the ones with the biggest drive or the want or the will to survive, right? And that's where you have to be right now. You're in survival mode, and you got to figure out how to make this work. You just can't throw your hands up and say, hey, look, oh my God, I can't get chlorine, I can't do pulls. You need to be creative, and you need to figure out what you need to do. And if that means you got to wake up a couple hours earlier in the morning, because we're all on an Easter egg hunt looking for chlorine because we're limited three cases here or we're limited to a bucket of tabs here or or we don't have a, an IntelliFlow here or a Jandy pump here and we need to drive an hour to go get one or whatever. This is where it separates the weak from the strong and you have to, you have, to have a mindset that you're going to survive. And if you do, trust me, you'll get through it because there's ways. Uh, I mean, it's been tough for us. It, it has. Out in our area right here, we have absolutely nothing. I mean, nothing. We don't have any chlorine. We don't have any acid. We don't have any calhypo. We don't have any trichlor. We don't have any pumps. We don't have any heaters. We don't have any filters. Zero, right? We're talking about zero everything. So how, how do you navigate through that? What we've done is we've looked at every possible resource and we've called people we've driven we've we've ordered online we've done whatever we needed to do to make it survive because if not what's going to happen when you can't take care of your pools right somebody else is going to step up and do it somebody else that's a little bit more prepared is going to be able to do it uh, we're going to get a little bit more into it i don't want to kind of get into a rant but uh, communication is huge and your outlook and your mentality how you go about it, right? If you believe you can achieve, right? If you give up and you think it's not possible, then your mind mind over matter. You throw your hands up, I can't do it, then you're not going to be thinking of ways to try to make it happen. So this is when you need to buckle down. And hopefully today we're going to be able to share a couple tips, uh, give you some tools so that if you do get in a position to where you feel like you're backed up against a wall and you have nothing left that something like this or listening to what we've done or some of the tools that we can give you might help get you through that. Yeah, and I agree, John. I mean, it's so easy to get caught up in the negativity of it all. And then that whole saying that negativity breeds negativity, and then you just caught, get caught in that vicious cycle. There are opportunities within this. And I hate to put it that way, but that's exactly what there are. There are opportunities, and we have to, like you said, get up and do what we have to do to take advantage of it and to get the things that we need. And communication is definitely one of our main focuses right now. How do we navigate these difficult times and how do we successfully communicate any changes with our customers? The communication is going to be one of the keys to keeping your customers happy. We want them to know what they should realistically expect from us as our service providers, given the current situation. And we all have that one customer that, you know, wants us to completely fill the chlorinator every week to the top. And now we might decide that we're not able to do that because of the limited supply of tabs. But if you don't reset that expectation with that customer, they're most likely going to get upset with you. Where on the flip side, if they're educated about the situation, they'll most likely be okay with the change. The big thing is that most of your customers are going to be understanding if you communicate with them and you kind of explain what it is that's going on. It's been going on in the news. It's been really out there. So for the most part, they're going to understand. Now, you do have the occasional customers that are all about me, 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 and really kind of don't care about anything that's going on. But those in these difficult times are going to stand out like a sore thumb. And guys, John, Zach, we talk about it all the time. It's like not every customer is the right customer. And that's going to be a good indication for you in these you know, difficult times to be able to figure that out. 
But most people will understand as long as you communicate with them and let them know what's going on. In order to get the right and a clear message to your customer, there's things that you're going to need to do. There's, There's steps. There's a process to that effective communication. There are steps that you're going to need to take to be effective at communicating the message. Your communication skills are going to be the ones that can either make or break you in times like this, plain and simple. How you communicate dictates how somebody perceives the message that you're, that you're trying to convey. You've heard this a million times and you've heard this growing up and it, it's real important when it comes down to being especially a business owner or in sales period because we're roughly, we're pretty much in sales how you say something, the tone of voice, your body language, the way you look means a lot, carries a lot more than what the words are. Our brains are configured to perceive just more than just sound. So tone plays a big point, how you communicate it, and then the body language and how you're saying it and what your outlook is. So if you talk about it as if it's doom and gloom, like, oh yeah, you know, we're not going to have any chlorine on. I don't know what to do. Your pool's going to be green or blah, 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 blah. Or it could be more like, you know, hey, look, we're going through some trying times as an industry. We're more prepared than the majority of the the companies out there or than anybody else out there in the Valley. We've seen this coming, you know, we've, as an industry, da, 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 da. We've taken actions and plans and we're going to be, we're going to have the best foot forward and we're going to get through this together. But these are some of the things we need to do so that um, we can do it with, with the least amount of casualties or the least amount of, of issues and, and then convey it that way. It all just depends on how, how you're doing it. So uh, communication's huge and your attitude is most important when you're conveying that message because if, if it sounds like it's Armageddon, then customers are going to panic. When customers panic, then they're going to find, hey, look, as much as they love you, they're going to be like, well, let me find somebody else because there's going to be some other joker that they're going to call And they're going to be, oh, yeah, I can get chlorine. I don't have any issues. And then they're going to pretend like, oh, I have no problem. We can take care of your pool. And when that's not really the truth, and and it might be that they're a little more prepared, but the reality is that, you know, it's a dog-eat-dog world out there, and you need to to protect yours. And how you go about it and your attitude is is critical. Yeah, communicating is not something that comes easily for all people. And it's just one of those things that we always talk about where you have different hats, right? You have your sales hat your marketing hat, your boss hat. And, you know, when times like this come up, it's time to put on your uh, communication hat and, uh, you know, communicate all of these changes with your customers. And it's something that needs to be done. Yeah, great point. And that is, you know, especially with your customers, you can't be talking to them about the gloom and doom because people, for some reason, kind of react more to the panic and the fear and all that kind of emotion. So one of the things that you want to do if you're out talking to your customers is explain to them what's going on, but don't make it seem like you're in the doom and gloom as well. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to survive. I don't have chlorine. I don't have parts. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm too stressed out because like John was saying, that's going to put the fear into that customer. And it could be that the customer says, well, you know, you know, hey, Edgar's all gloom and doom and he can't get products and he can't get anything. I'm going to call John and have John service my pool. So you have to be very cautious and very protective and very smart about the communication that you put out and what it is that you say. John, let me ask you this. How are you communicating, you know, the chlorine and equipment shortages with your customers? On a case-by-case basis. I mean, to be honest, I'm not even... I haven't sent out a mass email. I haven't, I haven't bothered my clients with the worries of chlorine right now. I'm in the yellow. Life isn't beautiful. 
you know, and, and we're working twice as hard for the smallest things that we shouldn't be working hard for. But we're doing that on the back end. But that's our that's my problem, not really my client's problem. And I'm able to make it through it. And we've prepared. We've talked about this for a year, over a year. And we've seen this coming. And it's hard. It's just like, you know, people in life, you know, sometimes you like you can tell somebody don't do this. This will happen. And they won't learn unless they do it themselves or unless they put themselves in that position. And in no way am I saying that we've put ourselves in this position because we have not. How we go about it and how we approach it is what determines whether or not we survive, whether we thrive, or whether we just get by. So when it comes down to communicating with my customers, until I'm at that point where I know that I can't service or I cannot provide the service that they're paying for, I'm not going to tell them about it. But when it does, if it, if it does, or when it does reach that point, I will definitely get a hold of them and tell them. I have used it, you know, as far as our price increases that we talk about. So we sent out another letter in June and we raised up, I think it was like 50 more accounts in June. And um, we definitely used the chlorine shortage and prices because it's all true, right? Our costs have gone up and we don't see them going back down and they're not going to go back down. And we used it that way and communicated it. A lot of clients have come and talked to us about what they saw, the articles that they saw on the Today Show and talking about the chlorine shortage and stuff. And you don't want to say, oh, it's not true or oh, this, this and that, but you want to tell them, yeah, it's definitely tough. You want your clients to understand that it's not, it's not that easy sometimes, you know, it's not, you know, you're servicing a pool and what you're doing, your struggles, it's more than just magically your pool's perfect every single week or the guy's here and does that. And there's no worries. And running a pool business is not like other businesses where, you know, you have real trials and tribulations and, you know, we go through it too. So yeah, you want to tell them, hey, look, you know, there's struggles, but, you know, we're well prepared and, and we're doing everything we possibly can so that there's no hiccups and there's no bumps in the road and we're going to get through this. Uh, so as far as like, Sending out a mass email or, um, you know, talking to every single customer about it. We haven't reached that point, so I haven't talked about it. But um, we're prepared that if it does come to that point where we run out of our supplies. Because for the last year, you know, here we go again. We've talked about shortages. And when we're out and about and we're buying stuff, okay, I need to buy a 50-pound bucket of Cal Hypo. Well, you know what? I only need one 50-pound or two or three. Well, I'm going to buy four this time. And then I have one here. And then when we need a tabs, we buy, instead of buying one bucket of tabs, we'll buy two buckets of tabs. And eventually, we built up a little bit of a stockpile throughout the year. And we have enough to where we can get through the, the most devastating part of summer that we're going to be able to survive. So there's different means of being able to take care of a pool. We're probably not servicing it the same way we've been servicing last summer because we're usually strictly chlorine is, is what we like to use in conjunction with dry as necessary. But now we've switched to more of a dry schedule opposed to liquid and we've seen to be kind of doing okay. I do want to kind of recognize a couple of people here. So this is our first time on the Riverside platform. We're doing live. We're streaming live to Facebook. We're streaming live to YouTube. And so I do want to give a shout out to a couple of people that have messages on there. Uh, Joel is on there. We have Kelly on there. We have Maria from Ensenada Pools out there. We have Cindy from Aquatic Business Solutions on there watching as well. So big shout out to you guys. Thank you for, you know, kind of coming on. I, I did try to send a message out and we're kind of testing the platform, really kind of seeing how we like it. John, what are your thoughts so far on I think I like on the it. on the change? I think I think I do. I really do. 
I like being able to yeah. see, look, I'm a big communicator. I talk with my hands. I like to see people face to face because when I say something, I want to see a reaction. So I adjust in real time. So when I'm going and I'm watching for you to cringe, because I'm sure every time on <laughs> like the majority of all the podcasts, when I start saying something I, before we were behind the mic and we couldn't see each other, I'm sure Edgar and Zach are sitting there going, oh, and so I'm waiting for cues like that. But unfortunately, since your internet sucks and you're choppy, I can't even, uh, you're like, ah, ah, ah. so I don't know. It's kind of hard to get it. So, but I, I'm digging it though. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for you to upgrade your um, internet plan. Oh, so you, you kind of come and throw me out under I the do. bus here in front I of do. everybody about I, my, my internet. Mm, yep. Uh, and I, I mean, I'm looking at Zach, dude. I'm seriously, Zach looks like the night stalker and I'm not even, I'm not even joking. <laughs> Zach, I love you, brother, but damn, boy, you got some, some like laser beam, like death eyes when you just sit there, like the most serious look on your face, bro, and you're just like in concentration. And it's freaking me out. So I'm trying not to, though. I'm trying not to look at you because you're like throwing me off my game and shit. I'm thinking you're going to reach through the screen like the ring or something, you know what I mean? And come and get me. That's awesome. Hey, so Zach, what about you? How are you communicating with your customers, everything that's going on? So it's been a ride and i'll kind of give you some examples so we started communicating this back right after hurricane laura had hit we wanted to get on top of it there was some chatter about possible tab shortage and chemical shortage coming so we got together we spent hours as a team here going through what to say how to say it rewording it and everything and we finally pulled the trigger and sent out a mass communication to you know, our whole maintenance route. And it was interesting because it was met with a lot of skepticism. So kind of to your point, John, about, you know, you're not really wanting to kind of send that out and stress them out about it. We did that and they were started, people started sending me text messages with pictures of, you know, tabs at Sam's Club or tabs at Costco or Walmart or kind of like, hey, you can get it here if you really need chlorine tabs, yada, yada, yada. And we had originally mentioned a price increase at that time that would be coming for our chlorine tab pools. So sent that out, was met with a lot of skepticism. Um, we didn't raise rates right away. We just kind of held on and time went on. But as this thing got more real and we started getting, you know, price increases in May and we started running into being able to pick up a limited quantities of tabs when we went to, you know, distribution, we started talking about it again and it was time to actually increase the rates it was time to change the order of our route, and it was time to really put out there what's going on. So we spent weeks putting together a mass communication, and it was supposed to go out end of May, and then we were going to send a follow-up in the middle of July, and the, or middle of June, excuse me, and then July 1st, everything would be effective, the rate increase, the route changes, and so on. So what ended up happening is we sent out the first communication in May asking people to confirm that they've received our communication, they're aware of everything that's going on, and it was crickets. We didn't get anything. So we went and waited until the follow-up, and we sent the follow-up, and still we barely got anything. And finally a customer pointed out that they had replied, and we started digging into it and realized that our email system had an error. So a bunch of people had replied, but we hadn't received any of them. So at that point, we had to send out a third communication saying, we're sorry that we've already asked this twice, and if you've replied, thank you, but could you reply again and confirm that you received the changes? So 
at the end of the day, it actually went really well. There were a few people that voiced their frustrations about getting three emails, but we got it all done. We got the rate increase done. We got the route changes done. So that's all behind us. And then outside of that, I try to address it every time I'm in person with a customer or on the phone with a customer. So when I go out to check out a new pool or I go out because there's an issue and I'm talking to the customer, I try to find a way to slip in there what's going on and start talking about, oh, it's just been crazy trying to get products. It's been crazy trying to get parts and so on and so forth. And they get interested and they'll have that conversation. But I can really see once people have that understanding of what's going on, you can really see a change in their, I guess, demeanor towards you or um, how they treat you. It's like they're really understanding of what's going on. I think most people, most people are going to be understanding. Most people are. And some people don't even care. Uh, we have clients that are, don't bother me. You know, I don't want to have to worry about my pool. I don't, I don't, that's what I pay you for. And rightfully so. They pay us a great fee to take care of their pool. And that's what we do. So as far as like mass communication and stuff on our end, we find it, you know, we don't have as many pools. I and mean, we're up to, you know, we have roughly, like we say, about 125, 150 pools, give or take. But if we just send out that info to everybody, I can tell you 40% of them would be like, John, that's what I pay you to take care of. You know, I, I pay you and I pay you well so that I don't have to worry about my pool. So figure it out. And that's, that's just how they are. And there's other ones that I know that are very sympathetic to the situation and are like very attentive and are trying to help. And then there's others that just don't want to be bothered, you know, so it, it's weird. So we use it on a case by case basis. I know when you sent out, you're more talking about as far as like the rate increase and stuff, obviously you got to send those out to everybody that you're sending it to and you have to do it properly. But as far as the chlorine shortage or having issues, sometimes it's that fine line, right? And Edgar, we were talking a little bit about it on the phone. It's that fine line where you just have to, you don't want to pull the fire alarm. And that's almost what you're doing when you send something out and say, mayday, 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 we're not able to, to, to fulfill our duties. Um, regardless, because if it's not your fault, right, it doesn't really matter in their eyes. You know, we're the ones that are responsible for it. And that's why they've hired us to take care of it. If they, if we can't take care of it, then they're going to find someone else who's going to take care of it. And that's the real struggle that we have to deal with. So before you go out there and you do something like that, and you start communicating on a mass level, you have to take caution. You have to be careful because when you send something like that out, in any way, shape, or form, they can misconstrue or they, they take out of it that, hey, my pool might be neglected or my pool might turn green. Or you won't live up to your end of the bargain. Then you chance losing them as a client because they will find someone else a lot of the time. So don't pull that fire alarm unless you have to. And if when you do, make sure you word it properly and you communicate it correctly and you follow up. And Zach is going to talk about that you follow up to make sure that you're in constant communication. That was a lot of great stuff there. And I think that's the biggest challenge is figuring out what's too much information. Yep. Cause like you said, not their problem. We pay you for a service and then what's not enough information. I would say for me and for us here, one of the kind of, I guess things that's making it okay right now is that there is, everyone is in this boat. There is no one Like if this were a normal situation and I'm sitting there pulling fire alarms and putting out fear campaigns and this, like I totally would see it. But 
there's a no one. I mean, we get calls all day of people like no one's taking pools and we're not taking pools right now just because we don't have enough chemicals to uh, take on new pools. So it's just finding that balance of what's too much and what's too little. And definitely if you put together a mass communication, have other people read it and get feedback from them before you send it. That's a key point right there is kind of have a couple different people read it so that you kind of get different people's perspective on it. Um, that's huge right there. I do want to talk about, so we are streaming live on Facebook. We are streaming live on YouTube. And Cindy on our chat over at Facebook told us one of my clients lost eight to 10 customers, but they ended up being the ones that had the most problems. The other ones were understanding, stayed, and are now working to gain better customers for this client. And that's exactly what we're talking about. There's going to be some people that are just unrealistic, don't care about anything but them, 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 them. And if that's the case, that might not be the customer for you. But this is another time, John, when you talk about top 10, bottom 10, right? Yep. That's something that fits into Absolutely. that bottom 10. So their pool might be a great pool. Their pool might be an easy pool. But now out of this box, it doesn't check that box. And so it kind of can go to the bottom of that list. Absolutely. You can. Uh, one, of the, one of our biggest factors when it comes to determining where they go on the list is relationships and who they are and if they respect us mutually. So I respect my clients and I expect them to respect me too. I'm not the pool guy. I'm not the pool boy. Not, not saying Zach, no pun hey, intended. Hey, 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 let's take it easy you know there, buddy. I mean? No pun intended. <laughs> you know, where, you know, they refer to me by name and, and it might be weird and this might be arrogant when my client in talks to me or my customer talks to me. I, I talk to them by name. I know their name, first name, last name. We talk that way. And if they ever refer to me as like, oh, my pool guy in, you know, it's always John or Janie or whoever. And, you know, Jane J. Flawless Pools or it's a mutual respecting. And if I don't have that with them, then I, it's not really, I don't, I don't really want them as a customer because if they don't respect me, it's hard for me to respect them. You know, I'm not in a position where I need to put up with that in order to survive. So, and yeah, and you've built your business, so you're in a situation where, you know, there's certain things that you could do now that maybe Correct. you couldn't do at the beginning. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's, you've got to have that, and that's important. So when we quote customers, and I've talked about this before, we will not take on a pool without going out and meeting the client. You know, a lot of times, oh, we're out of town, or, oh, this is my second, third home, and the gate's open, you can go back there and look at the pool. Sure, I'll go back there and I'll look at the pool and whatever, but before we can, before I can quote, before we can bring you on, I need to talk to you. I need to see, we need to have a relationship, make sure that we are a good fit for each other. And that plays a big part in us picking out clients or us taking on pools and accounts. And I think that is one of the most important things when it comes down to our top 10, bottom 10, is that if they're just pricks, I don't, why do you want to deal with them? They don't care about you. Right. They, they don't. They're the ones who are going to call you. It's at, a difficult customer. Yeah, they're the ones who are going to call you at 10 o'clock at night on a Sunday or not care. They're the ones who are going to say, I need you here right now and do this. And we've all had those types of clients. You don't need, you don't need that. You really don't. There's, there's plenty of other pools out there. You need to demand respect for yourself. And people like that you should not have to work for because the work we do is very hard. The work we do is not easy. It takes a lot of knowledge. It takes a lot of will. It takes a lot of know-how um, in order to do it properly. And you should command respect. And that's how you get respect. Hey, guys, let's do this. Let's take a quick word from our sponsors. When we come back, we will jump into the key points to communication. 
The SPPA is dedicated to the niche general liability insurance needs of pool and spa professionals. As industry leaders, we'll fight for you, protect you, and be there for you. We provide extraordinary service before and after the membership and insurance is in effect. Insured members of the program get the best customer support and have peace of mind that their alliance is their voice and always fighting for their program and insurance needs. We proudly insure thousands of pool and spa professionals across the United States. With over 30 years encompassing the pool and spa industry, we know the needs of pool and spa professionals. Through the SPPA program, there are three tailored and customized general liability insurance options to pick from. For more information on our programs and insurance options, visit our site at www.thesppa.com. The sound of you continually pitching pool care poles into the trash. The sound of you using an Ultimate Pool Tools carbon fiber pool care pole for years to come. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see print and pay invoices it has all your customers information on one page so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips created specifically for the pool industry pool invoice now available at poolinvoice.com Hey guys, welcome back. We're talking to John. We're talking to Zach. We're talking about effective communication and how to communicate to your customers in these difficult times. And for those of you that can't see, because obviously we're doing a podcast, John's hitting that five-hour energy like it's going out of style, huh, Zach? (laughs) How many of those do you have a day? Probably. No, I probably have like about four a day and I have like four rock stars (laughs) and I have like a a gallon of G Fuel and... And like three things of water and it takes a lot to get this machine moving, you know, but when I get moving, I'm moving, right? How could that be? I, I just have one of those little <laughs> drinks or whatever. I'm freaking wired through the roof and Zach's over there drinking bang energy drinks. And it's like, look, I have a lot of good buddies that I talk to on the phone every day. And, and some of the energy, I mean, I get phone calls sometimes at 530 in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, but I'm usually on the phone. Oh, wow. I'm usually on the phone. Everybody knows that around six thirty, seven o'clock, I'll call in when I'm, but I'm still in like, I'm not, I wake up every morning at like five, five fifteen, and I'm ready to go. I get up, do my thing, whatever, but I'm not like ready or I, I'm not awake. I'm not feeling like this until like after my second pool or after I've done something right. Cause it just takes a while to get moving. But I get on the phone, these guys, they call me up five thirty, and man, they got energy and they're, ah, they're like, like it's like they're partying or something it's like five thirty, six o'clock in the morning and they got all this energy and it's same thing with you too edgar every time i talk to you you have never you have always it's just like holy shit man if i can just bottle up just a little bit of that right <laughs> i don't know where you get it from i really don't but um i'm jealous is basically what i'm saying so i have to rely on 
That's five hour energy drinks. Maybe we'll get a sponsor. Five hour, five hour and, energy and, and they, they are not our sponsors, They're by not. the way. Five hour energy drinks. <laughs> Neither is Bang Drink. Right. So, coffee. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. So let's talk about some of the tips to communicate effectively and really. All communication is, is transferring information from your business to that customer. But like everything else, it has to be done effectively. There's certain steps that you need to follow to make sure that it is a great process for you and that you're putting the right points out that you want to focus on. I think right now, John, with the craziness that's going on with, you know, the no cams, and I see the pictures, there's like no tabs, no dry clone or tyclone, no calhypo, no liquid chlorine, no actuator valves, no heaters, none of that. So like John was saying, there's a point when you can still go like John is doing, hopping from place to place and being able to manage and being able to survive. And if you can still do that, you're at a point where you probably don't need to communicate to your customers, right? If you're still able to do your job, is you're still able to keep that pool clear. I don't think this is the time to pull the alarm, right, John? Right. No, I, I agree 100%. It's not time to pull the alarm. And you know, you need to lean on people and, uh, you know, like I got a buddy of mine who's coming down on Monday, driving down on his way to the river. And it, it took a, it took a team of like six pool guys and different stores and they're coming down and they're bringing me in and teleflow pump on their way down the vacation with their family in their RV, pulling a boat, driving all the way down. We're meeting up on the freeway so that I can get a pump, you know, but it's because there's none in sight and we're not going to have anything. We're not due to have anything out here in the Valley, I think until like September or something ridiculous. So, you know, it's, we have a friend of ours that's out in Blythe who has no different, no, no chlorine, no SCP, no PEP, no nothing. Everything is literally two hours away. And he can't go anywhere, can't do anything. So guys are pulling together and helping him out. And this is where it all really matters, right? And this is how great our industry is. And I know it's, That's awesome. it, it is, and it's everybody pulling together and knowing that we're all in this together. And the only people that care about us is us. And not saying that, look, manufacturers are saying whatever, but they got their own woes and their things that they're going through. I truly believe they want to sell us as much product as they possibly can. Well, and especially right they now. They do, right? Because we need it. They want to do it. And <laughs> the, the struggles they're going through and how... You know, the challenge came up and I think the only people that, that are left holding the cards are us and we have to find a way to band together. And this is what I'm talking about, being creative, networking, um, branching out and doing what you need to do because, you know, pick up the phone and call somebody, you know, call another pool company that, you know, or another business owner, they're going through the same struggles. And if they're in a position, they're able to help you, um, build that, build that bridge, you know, because that's what's, that's what we need to do because we need to be there for each other. My SCP, we were, we've been out of chlorine for about a week, about a week and a half. And we've sp- periodically gotten some chlorine here and there, but here's just a f- craziness. We finally got chlorine in, I think it was two days ago. We have three over 3,000 gallons worth of chlorine that came into my SCP. And within three hours, all of it was gone. Every single one of it, because no one else in the whole valley had it. Janie calls me up and says, oh my God, have you been to the SCP? I know I haven't been there yet. I don't. I didn't need to run over there to get it. We were okay, but it literally looked like an in and out, and there was it was just pandemonium because everybody's networking and everybody's talking and saying, "Hey, look, you know this this SCP doesn't have it, but now they got it, right? Or this PEP doesn't have it, now they got it. Or this PWP doesn't have it, and they don't got it." And everybody's talking to each other because they're trying to help out. And say, "Hey, guys, look, this is where you need to go to go get it." But it's just bonkers. It really is. 
that we're going through all this, but I highly encourage that, look, it's okay to reach out and have friends in the pool industry or to say, hey, look, guys, you know, I'm in a position, can you help me out? And then in return, when, when they need help, you need to be able to help them out too and do what you can to help them out. I think that's super important. And one of the steps, and we talked a little bit about it before, is being proactive, right? Um, and that needs to be on the top thing on the list right now. You know, you, gotta, you have to be. When a situation comes upon you, you don't want to react to it. You want to act to it, right? And that's the same thing as being kind of proactive. In order, in order to act on something, you have to have had a plan prior to that. So you got to be proactive. And these are the things, if you are in a position where you got caught with your pants down and this, and now you're kind of throwing your hands up and saying, oh my God, what am I going to do? I didn't think this was real or this was really going to affect me or it was only affecting other people. This is where you need to learn that hard lesson. This is when you need to understand, and it's not too late to become proactive now. Just because it hits you right now in the face and you're in a position doesn't mean, yeah, you're in damage control trying to figure things out, trying to make it happen, but you still need to sit back and learn from that lesson and be proactive in the future because now you need to know how you're going to approach new clients that are calling. Now you need to know how to approach when your customer calls complaining, or now you need to learn how to approach when a pool turns green because you can't add chlorine to it, or now you need to approach hey, look, my pools are packed 30 days. I got 30 accounts that I do in a day or 35 accounts that I'm doing a day if you're that type of business model. And that, that's how many pools you take care of in a day. And But you're spending two and a half hours in the morning now searching for chlorine. How, are, how in the hell are you going to take care of 35, 40 pools? So those are the things you've got to start thinking of and how you're going to figure it out. And does that mean, hey, look, if you don't work Saturdays, does that mean now you're going to start have to add in Saturdays? Okay, well, now I'm going to have to work six days a week take some of these pools and now instead of doing 35 pools a day maybe i'm only going to do 30 pools or 28 pools in a day and then add those pools and move them to saturday that's what we're talking about when it's saying being you have to figure out a way to do this you just can't throw your hands up and say hey it is what it is and if you do then be aware of the consequences because chances are it's going to impact you a lot more and it's going to hit your bottom line because people are going to see that and like we talked about it before clients are paying you for a service if you can't deliver that service why should they continue paying you for that service and even though you're, it's not your fault that we're really in this, you know, that this is happening, but it's just a part of business and it's a part of life. Those that aren't prepared or those that can't step up to the plate and meet the challenge are, are the ones that are going to go by the wayside. So we don't want you to be in that position. And if you are in that position, is what I'm basically saying is that it's never too late to, to be proactive and to start planning ahead now so that one, you can fix whatever issues or you can, you're more prepared to deal with the drama a week, two, three, four weeks from now if it gets worse. But most importantly, next time we go through this as an industry, because don't think for one second that this isn't going to happen again. In some way, form, or fashion, something like this is going to happen. Might not be chlorine or dry this time. It might be something else, or it might be whatever. We're going to be facing that position. It's only going to make you better and stronger and more prepared to be successful and to survive. We see these cycles that go on with, within our industry and, you know, you obviously as a business person learn from that experience. And I remember here in Texas, the, the freeze, there was a lot of people that went through the freeze in 2012. So they were very smart. They were very prepared. They went out and they knew that a freeze was coming. They bought a lot of stuff. They were prepared, but they were being proactive. And that's the first step that we talk about with regards to communicating with your customers is that you have to be proactive. You can't sit there and wait to be at the bottom of the barrel to then start trying to figure out what it is that you're going to do and I agree 100%. It's never too late. 
But those that are going to survive in the industry and those that are going to be able to do well and come out stronger on the other side are going to be those that are proactive. So that's really why that's kind of point number one when it comes to communication. You have to be proactive. You have to you know, be in front of it to be able to communicate. The other thing for me, John, is really being patient. And that is that we take a lot of situation from what we're dealing with. And so we deal with a lot of the pressure with the shortage and you're stressed out. You're not sleeping at night. You know, you have pools that you can't fix. You have things that you can't repair. You got people that have been waiting on a list, waiting list for three months. You're wanting to make that cash. You're wanting to make that money. You need that income. All that brings pressure. But what we need to understand when we're communicating with customers is that we have to be very patient with them. Because what happens in return is they might have the frustration. So, Zach, you got a customer that hasn't, you know, had something repaired in three months. Yeah, you're frustrated from your side. But when you talk to them, you have to be very patient because you need to understand the shoes that they're in. And you have to let them kind of vent if they need to vent. You sit there and they're kind of complaining to you and they're yelling at you and they're kind of, you, you have to be patient. You have to let them interrupt. You have to let them let that frustration get out. Just like you expect when you go to, whether it's a distributor or manufacturer or whatever, you expect to be heard and you expect for them to be patient with your situation and communicating with somebody. That's a huge point, which is point number two, which is making sure that you're patient with that customer in the situation that they're going through. And Tensions are high all around just because of everything that's been going on. It's been a stressful year and a half, and I notice people are more edgy, more quick to get frustrated. I've actually had, we've had a couple customers that I've had to kind of break up with because they just got so nasty with us. So um, definitely try to be patient, try to listen to their concerns, and then you can respond to their concerns accordingly. You know, another thing that we need to do is we need to be accurate with our information. And a big thing for us, having multiple guys in the field talking to customers and dealing with customers on site is that I need to make sure that they have the right information so that when the customer approaches them, they can answer the questions correctly. You know, the guys aren't going out and trying to like knock on the door and communicate with the customers what's going on. But y'all know, you know, customers will come out, they'll sit around, they'll hang out, they'll chat, they'll ask questions. So we have team meetings every morning, um, just brief little team meetings. And that's my opportunity to communicate to the guys going in the field, you know, what's going on in the industry, what we're seeing. Um, and then it's on them to make sure that they're retaining that information and accurately repeating it to the customer. But you don't want someone in the field telling your customers one thing. And then when they call their office, call your office or or get your mass communication, they're seeing something or hearing something completely different because then it causes this confusion and can cause a little bit of uncertainty for them or mistrust. So you just want to make sure that everyone's on the same page and your messaging's the same all across the board. That's a great point. And as your teams get bigger and bigger, that becomes more difficult because you are going to have some people out there that are communicating with your customers and if you're not telling them, hey, this is what we need to communicate to the customer, they're going to kind of go off and everybody's different. So some people overshare, some people undershare. So 
as your teams get bigger, it becomes more difficult to have the accuracy of that information. So I think that's really important, Zach. That's a huge point that if you do have bigger teams or, you know, like even in John's example, him and mama, they're going to communicate the same story to that customer and let them know. And they're going to have the accuracy of that information. So that's going to be huge. No, yeah. I want to tag on to that, Zach. I think you made a beautiful point there. You need to have one concise message and everybody needs to be on the same page. And there can't be any miscommunication. Absolutely critical when it comes down to it, because you said this, because then it goes, well, well, no, he told me this, or she told me that, and now you're telling me this. And then all of a sudden there's a trust issue, or they think somebody's misleading somebody. So it's, it's very critical that you keep one concise message. And I think, like you said, it's more just enough information, but not too much information, right? It, it's not really their problem, but you just need to make sure that they understand and that you guys are conveying a, a unified message. The other thing is attentiveness. You need to be attentive to your customers when they call you with an issue. You need to make them feel as if they're the only focus, even when reality is they're not, because chances are you have multiple clients that you're taking care of. But to them, they don't see it that way. And you can't expect them to say, hey, look, oh, I know you have other clients. But to them, they feel like they, they want to feel like you're their only pool service client. and it's a fine line between that too, right? And we struggle with it because we're huge on communication. We like to offer like a premier service. So, you know, my phone is always on. I'm always talking. Or if somebody texts me, I I consider it as it's important. So I'm going to text them back or I'm going to talk to them. So they understand it. But you can't overdo it either. And you can't let it. And I know this is not where we're getting at, but at the same token, you need to have boundaries when it comes down to attentiveness. So you want to make them feel like the world is theirs and that they're the most important customer to you. But at the same time, you can't let them take advantage of you for that too. So that's that fine line, right? And that's that thing, that needle you have to thread every single time. And that's why it's so difficult to be successful in this business or in any business is because these are the types of things that you have to juggle as a business owner. And you can't be one extreme or the other extreme because you're going to turn off half the people if you're one, if you're all the way at one extreme, you're going to turn off half the people if you're all the way on the other extreme. You got to find that happy medium and you got to be able to play, um, play to both sides, but at the same time, draw boundaries. So attentiveness is very important, especially in times like this. The last thing you want to do is put your head in the sand or pretend like, hey, look, people are texting me, people are calling me, and my customers, and this is, I know there's an issue and he's calling me, I know there's going to be a problem, I'm not going to answer the phone. Well, you don't answer the phone, you don't return a phone call, or you don't return a voicemail or return a text message. What are they going to do? They're going to go somewhere else. Do you blame them? No. You can't put it aside. You have to face it now, and then you got to nip it in the butt before it becomes worse. So attentiveness is probably one of the most important things um, and how you go about it and how you approach it. Yeah, I think another thing that ties into that a little bit is really knowledge. And we've talked about this since day one. And that really is knowing everything that's going on. So you want to portray to that customer that you're an extreme professional in the business that you're in. And that you know everything that's going on. And so we've talked about it since day one. It's been the shortages. It's been the logistics. It's been the issues with the raw materials. It's been the delays in the production. You have to know everything that's going on in your industry so that as you're communicating that information to the customer, you know what those points are 
for that customer. So if you're dealing with whatever it is, not being able to get a part, you can talk about why you're not able to find those parts. And it could be X, Y, Z reason with the manufacturer or with delivery. But as you're talking to that customer, if you're able to explain to them, yeah, you know, we have this company that's having this issue, but their biggest issue is that they're not able to get plastic in order to be able to build the parts that they need to build. You know, your customer is going to be like, wow, he really knows exactly what's going on in that chain of that product. And that's going to give a lot more confidence to your customers. And we talk about it all the time. It's like, gain all that knowledge, gain all that information, because what one customer wants to hear is not the same thing that other customer wants to hear. So if you just sit there and you just go, ah, oh, there's just a shortage. And well, why, there's a, why is there a shortage? Well, I don't know. But if you can sit and you can explain to your customer, look, the biolab plant went down, liquid chlorine, these are the reasons that they're having issues with the production, the Cal Hypo is having issues with this, this, and this. You have just gained a huge credibility with that customer because of all the knowledge and all the information that you have. So as you're talking to your customers, it's, it's important that they know how knowledgeable you are with everything that's going on and that you're able to explain it all. You know, the more they're going to trust in you once you're able to provide all of that information and that's going to satisfy their concern. And Edgar, I want to kind of add to that because that kind of leads into another point is being honest. So, yes, get all the knowledge, have the knowledge and be able to talk about these things, but don't talk about them if you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Don't speculate. Stick to the facts. Be straightforward with your customer. and. Just tell the truth. I mean, it's not a bad thing to say, you know what? I'm not really sure. I don't have an answer for that. Let me dig into this and get back to you on it. But if you're sitting there trying to kind of BS, you know, your customer, they're going to see right through that. And that will start to lead to, you know, mistrust. And they'll start questioning if you really know what you're doing or what you're talking about. So just be honest and tell them what's going on and set the correct expectations as you do this. Set set the correct expectations of what they should expect or be able to expect from you during this time. Don't put yourself in a situation where they're questioning your honesty. If you tell them, hey, well, I think it's going to be two weeks, but that part ain't going to come in three months. (laughs) You've just put yourself in a bad situation because of your communication. And so I agree with you, Zach. It's one of those where You can't sit there in these times. You can't sit there and BS the customer. And just because you feel that you're getting pressure that you need to say, oh, it'll be here in two weeks or three weeks or whatever, because there is no normalcy right now in our industry. Everything's all over the place. Yes. And what's the saying? Uh, uh, Under promise, over deliver. Under promise, over deliver. Yeah. I mean, that I'm huge about that. We'll tell people we don't know. We'll, We'll let you know when we know something. We don't know when that part's coming in. You know, I've got guys out here that order parts before this whole Texas freeze, and they still haven't gotten some of the stuff. So that's kind of how crazy it is. And they told their customers, oh, it's going to be 30 to 60 days. And here we are months and months later, you know. But the problem that that does is the customer loses credibility in you, and it's all because of your communication. So it's important that even if you find yourself in that situation, that you're able to go back. Don't sit and wait for that customer to call you back. And be like, hey, man, it's been six months. What the hell? Because you start to lose credibility with that customer if you're working on that communication and you're getting back to them and all the topics, you know, John was talking about, be proactive, be attentive and all that kind of stuff. That's going to help you 
create that loyalty with that customer. And I think the last thing is um, seeking feedback, right? So I think this one is a thing. That's a huge yeah, one. It's one of the, I think a lot of people don't do. Yeah, for sure. So you want to validate. And that's what you're doing when you're asking for feedback. You're validating whatever point you're trying to come across or whatever you're trying to do. You're trying to get their opinion, right? And the easiest way sometimes is instead of sitting there trying to play mind, mind tricks, trying to figure out or thinking, how many times have you thought somebody felt something or somebody looked at me and thought, I was thinking some or felt some. I was like, dude, you're so far from the truth. All you had to do was ask me and I would have told you. It's the same thing with everything in life. Sometimes and it, it, it's a little weird, but at first, if you're not used to doing it, but it's liberating, it's just say, hey, how did that make you feel? Or what do you think? What are your thoughts on the situation now that I told you that? Or do you have any concerns? Or what are your concerns after you know we spoke about this? Or this is the case, or this is a scenario, or this is what's going to happen? Get feedback. You have to be open to getting feedback, and that's the only way you're going to be able to know exactly what your customers are thinking, and you're going to be able to adjust in real time. Because see, if you wait until they act on it, and then it's almost too late. And then at that point, if one customer felt that way or it made them feel that way, or you just completely botched this message, or you did something, or you said something, it just didn't come out right, and you had that one reaction, chances are you're going to have more of them. And at that point, it's a little too late. And it's better to just say, hey, okay, so what do you think? Or, you know, or what are your thoughts or how are you feeling? Oh, okay, John, no worry. I completely understand. You know, I'm in manufacturing myself. I can't tell you how many times we're, you know, we're customers, we're going out doing quotes for equipment, stuff like that. And we're saying, you know, guys, to be honest, I'm just being upfront and honest before we even go through this whole thing. We're probably looking at about, you know, six to eight weeks lead time uh, before we can even consider doing this. Um, are you still willing to wait? And, you know, nine out of 10 times, they're like, no, we really want you to do the work. We really would like you to take care of it, however long it takes. You know, we want, we'd rather do it right the first time, or we'd rather have you, um, you be the one to, to do it for us. And it's good. It's fine. But if you go there and you're, and I get it, especially if you're new and you want, you want that customer and they want to do something, oh, I can do it. I can get it. I can get it. And you overpromise, right? And under deliver. And that has devastating effects on you in the long run. It's not, you don't just mess that up, but bad news travels fast. So request that feedback and talk to them and ask them, you know, when I say, hey, are you okay with that? Or, or how does that make you feel? Or um, I understand completely if your time frame is different than that. But in order for us to be able to, in nine out of 10 times, they'll just tell me how it is. And, and then we're able to adjust. But most importantly, if they give you critical feedback, don't get offensive and you can't take it as a personal shot. You need to be able to say, all right, and be a big boy or be a big girl and understand it and respect what they're saying. Don't ever ask somebody for how they feel and then get mad at them for how they feel. Right. You just don't, it doesn't work that way. And then they'll, you know, and if you do, then the, the wall goes up and you've lost that communication with that person. And this goes not just with customers, but with everybody in life. You're asking them about it. And if you truly care, and they tell you how they feel, don't make them feel, don't make them feel bad or don't make them question them ever telling you how they really feel. So um, be able to take it as constructive criticism or be able to take it, don't take it personal and then figure out a way, brainstorm so you can get through it. And John, to that, I think that, you know, one thing I've learned is that nine out of 10 times, like, yes, we drop the ball, we make mistakes, we frustrate people, we're human, but the majority of the time, just sitting there and listening to them and letting them say the frustration, 
A, you either find a solution right away and then they're fine, or B, if you're listening to it, you can hear there's not really an issue. And then you're able to explain them through the process or talk them through what's going on. And at the end of the day, it's not bad. But if you snap and you get defended, and I used to be guilty of that. I took everything personally in the beginning. It took me quite a while to get over that. But just listen, and you, most of the time you'll find the solution. They'll tell you the solution right there. Absolutely. Yeah, that's communication. That's the big it's point. All about Don't, communication. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's no secret. And that's that's the key thing. Exactly what we're talking about. It's it's communication. But you have to ask for feedback. So if you're trying to put out a message, you have to ask for the feedback so that those that are either not in agreement or don't understand what you're trying to portray or the communication that you're trying to give can turn around and ask, and then you can address that situation and fix that problem. But I think that's one of the things that people don't do is they don't sit there and kind of request the feedback so that they can you know, work on whatever the concern is. I think the other thing, John, is that you can't avoid the situation. Just like you said a little while ago and you grabbed your phone and said, oh, I'm getting all these messages and nobody, you know, you, I'm too busy and I'm not answering. And for a lot of pool guys, that's a biggie, right? They kind of get the calls, they get the messages, they don't answer their phone, they don't get back to their customers. Nobody likes that we're in the situation that we're in in our industry. Nobody wants to be in this craziness because there's stress from every level and every aspect. And now you're having to deal with an upset customer because of the problems that we're having. But the worst thing that you could do is avoid the situation and not get back to them right away. You're, you're kind of failing at everything else that goes in line with the communication. And then what ends up happening is the customer does end up you know? Oh, yeah. You, all you're doing is prolonging the inevitable, and it's just going to be worse. If you thought it was bad enough at that moment that you had to avoid it, avoiding it is only going to make the situation worse. And when it finally does blow up, you're going to have to deal with it. And it's going to be that much worse than it was if you would have just given it the attention it needed at that moment. You can't hide from it. As business owners, there's no, you don't have a boss that, that you can. That, oh, no, well, I just work here. <laughs> no, you don't. You know? <laughs> no, bro. You, no, you know, I can't. Oh, well, no, actually, that's Janie. You're going to have to talk to Janie about that. And that's, <laughs> talk to the boss. <laughs> well, she is the boss, but, you know, I, I, we can't do that. You know what I mean? Janie likes to do that sometimes. Go, oh, we have to talk to John about that. <laughs> it's definitely a thing. There's a lot of guys. And just because we're uncomfortable with the situation, but, and Zach, I'm going to go back to what Leanne said on the hiring podcast. And that was that this is another muscle that you need to build. Yeah, I like that analogy. You need to get good at communicating with your customers, which by the way, Zach, that hiring podcast has gone crazy. And I've gotten so many messages, guys, on that podcast. I think it's one of the better ones from information, like dig deep. We had a whole bunch of people that went so onto the I mean, resource look, this pages. Is, this is me asking for feedback here. So what does that mean? Because I wasn't on it. Is that the reason uh, why? No. Everybody like that. See, I, see because look, I were on there look, because I would I would sit here and cuss that you weren't on the podcast. Look, I'm, so I'm, I'm I'm living what we're saying right now. Zach and I were actually going to call you and like like rip into you, and we were going to use our communication skills and just tear you down for missing right, the podcast. Right. But then we figured, you know what? Let's 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 give them a pass. See, no, see, look, see, I'm living what I'm saying right now. So me instead of going, oh, what are they thinking? Man, they must be saying that I. Maybe I shouldn't do these anymore because they had a great podcast without me and they don't need me. But see, if I just ask, ask for that feedback right now and you guys tell me I'm okay now, I'm good. 
I get it. What'd he tell you, though? Would he, he told you he's going to rip you apart and cuss at you right? and break you down. And... Oh, my God. You guys are terrible. <laughs> uh, no, look, you, know, you know we ain't got nothing but love I, for dude, you, I Don. thought it was it, awesome. Was, it was odd yeah, not to have to have you on the podcast because there's there's that. We, we're always bouncing things off of each other. And there was a couple of times that I was even in the podcast going to go, hey, John, let me get your thought. And I'm like, oh, John's not here. You know, <laughs> and, oh, you know. You know, we do have a lot of individual pool guys that probably, you know, don't need to listen to that type of podcast and stuff like that. But I think they all have listened to it because based on the downloads and the people asking information and stuff like that, it's been a topic that has been a hot topic. No, I think it was I think it was awesome. It really was. And look, guys, look, the reason why I wasn't on it is like what we talked about here is sometimes, you know, it's crunch time. You know, we're, we're all doing things and some we have we have to do a little bit more or we have to. You know, instead of Friday mornings that morning, we had a, we just had a lot of work we had to do. We had to get caught up on, so we had to make a decision, right? And we had to do these types of things so that we can survive this these these trials and these tribulations that we're going through. I really missed it. I wish I was on it. Um, I heard the snippets, and I think Leanne nailed it. Absolutely did. When I heard the muscle, that was like what an analogy. That was like I had a big old grin on my face, and I was like, dude, that was awesome. And she nailed it. So if she does hear this, that was just that was just pure gold. And I'm looking forward to the opportunity to have a, to have her on the podcast and be able to talk to her. So we're talking about having some other ones in it in that HR side of it with regards to you know obviously performance and having to hold people accountable, terminations, all that yeah, kind I'm of stuff. Bad for we HR. also yeah, I'm not the kind of that? yeah. See, it's probably good. I'm uh, HR and me don't really. Uh, did you hear that noise? Oh, it sounded like an earthquake. It did sound like an earthquake. It was my, it was an ice maker going off. But anyways, HR and me is because I'm not very um, I'm PC. PC sometimes. So yeah. <laughs> when I ran a box, right, and I was and and uh-huh. I had my employees. I had a lot of them. My district managers and my regional managers were always a little weary about me because sometimes I was like, when I had to deal with, we had our HR district manager and then we had our regional district HR manager and we had our corporate. And when I had to deal with them, we, it was, there sometimes had to be a mediator in between because there's sometimes no filter between what I'm thinking and I don't like to beat around the bush and, um, yeah. So it's like, let's get to the point point here. And sometimes I offended some people and yeah, that's not it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that's a, a, that was a good one. And and Zach, I think we're going to have to use that a lot more with regards to building the different muscles, because that was a great, great analogy. And this, this communication one is huge. Because, you know, somebody coming new into the industry, we've all been that new pool guy, we're all having to kind of exercise that muscle and kind of get good at it. And we all learn, obviously, making the mistakes and, you know, over promising and under delivering and doing all of those. So Hey guys, let's take a word from our sponsors. When we come back, I want to do two things, guys. I want to probably read the letter that we wrote. And John, before we do that, I want to emphasize and I want you to emphasize that that's something that they're only going to use if they need to pull the fire alarm. Another analogy that you gave, that's a great one, which is you're only going to use that if you need to pull that fire alarm. And that's not something that you want to do as long as you're able to kind of still get through and manage your business. So let's take a word from our sponsors and we'll be right back. 
The HyperPole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see print and pay invoices it has all your customers information on one page so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips created specifically for the pool industry pool invoice now available at poolinvoice.com Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation Live podcast. We are talking to Zach. We're talking to John. We're doing a deep dive into communication, how to communicate with your customers during these difficult times. And before we get into the final thoughts, John, I wanted to, and whether I'm wondering whether we should, do you think we should read the letter or we should just kind of let people download it? No, well... No, I think you should read it. Um, I think this will kind of tie into like final thoughts. And again, I want to emphasize 100%, like Edgar was saying, we talked about fire alarm. Do not use this letter. Oh, you like that letter, right? Letter. Letter. Uh, (laughs) You know, it sounds like if you've seen the show Schitt's Creek, right, on uh, uh, Netflix. My wife is a huge fan. I love that, right? Letter, right? I sound. That's what I sounded like. Oh, my God. Anyways, this letter is only to be used when you've you've backed up against the wall and you have no other options, guys. And this is on a serious note. Do not send this out because all you are doing is you are sounding the alarms and you're telling them, hey, guys, we as a business are not are at the point we're questioning on whether or not we can fulfill our end of the bargain and be able to service your pool properly or take care of it. But sometimes when you are in that position, again, and this is what we're talking about, you have to, you have to walk that tightrope where if you are in that position, you just can't put your head in the sand and just pretend like, hey, it's not happening. And then your customer's calling you up. The last thing you want to know is, hey, what's going on with my pool? Or my kid got sick because, you know, they're in the pool or something happened or there's chlorine and my, and my, my plaster's messed up or whatever. You know, this is going on and... Now you're doing damage control that way. And this is as far as being proactive. And sometimes when there's certain customers or clients or certain pools that you're having more trouble and you've exhausted all options and you need to pull that fire alarm, here's a letter that you can send out. Now, of course, change it out to help meet your needs or to customize it according to your certain situation, but it'll kind of help get you or navigate you through that. So hopefully the clients that you're sending it to will understand and they'll see what's going on and they'll appreciate that you're being proactive because 
there's some people that just get it and they're in the same industry and they'll understand it. And there's other people that won't. So um, I just kind of want to, we want to emphasize that, Hey, do not take this letter from the website and do not go, Hey, Oh, I'm in this position. I'm going to send this out to all my customers right now because I want to be proactive. No, no, no. Only do it as a last resort when before it becomes an issue and before your clients or your customers um, contact you about it, you need to be proactive and send this to them or communicate with them, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think, John, I think a lot of you know the smaller pool guys are probably, they're going to have to jump from place to place and find the chlorine and find the parts and do all that kind of stuff. And they'll be able to be agile enough to move and do those things versus a company that has 900 pools right now. Those are the ones that are in this situation that they're going to need a letter like this. The guy that's got 40 pools, 80 pools, 100 pools, 200 pools, it's not easy, but you could be proactive enough. You could be agile enough. You're not a giant. You're the small, flexible guy that can kind of bob and weave and kind of get in and get things done versus those bigger companies. So in looking at this letter, it's it's more of, you know, probably those that are in a situation where they have 300 pools and all they can buy is one bucket of tabs a week. Like, how do you, you just, it's just impossible to do. So with this letter that we wrote, we kind of put a couple different bullet points, one, two, three, four, and really you could grab that and, and change that into whatever you want, but I'm in 100% agreement. This letter you should use only if week after week you have zero chlorine, you can't get to your customer, there's no way that you could do it that's when you're going to send your customer send it to your customer because if not what you might do is you might scare them and they might go find somebody else to service that pool you know maybe just post it don't read it you know and if they're in that position they want it and they're there then they'll go online and they'll pull it out okay what are your thoughts Zach? either or i do want to add though fire alarm versus proactive you know, and that's something when we sent our communications, it fell into proactive. It was more of expectation setting. Here's kind of what's going on. Um, like you said, with this letter, just be cautious. And it's been said, you got to find the balance. What's too much information? What's too little information? What's the right information? So I do think that you should be proactive if you are having hiccups or you are having that, you know, if you are running around trying to get a bucket of tabs each morning or every couple days and it's getting to that, maybe be a little proactive. That way that expectation is set when the time comes to pull the fire alarm. It's not just pure panic, rip the fire alarm, sprinklers are going (laughs) off, bells are ringing, people are screaming and running around. At least it's like, line up and walk out the door in an orderly fashion. They kind of have an expectation of what's going on. So, yeah, what we can do is we could just, yeah, obviously not read it here. And then we'll kind of let everybody kind of go to the website, take a look at it. In order to get it, guys, what you're going to want to do is go to poolnation.online or poolinvoice.com. And at the top of the website, there's an orange button that says resources. And so all of our websites are going to start to carry that orange button And if you click on that, it'll take you to a login page. If you've registered already, just log in. If you haven't, click on the register button. What it's going to do is it's going to take you to a portal that we've built. And what our plan is with this platform is to continue to add resources that you can have access to to help run your business. And right now we have rate increase letters. We've got terms of service. We've got the drain waiver form on there. We've got a couple other different letters, and now we'll add this one on there in case you want to download it, you want to take a look at it. 
if you think that you could use it, just kind of go there, register, and then you're able to download it from there. Zach, let me get your final thoughts. On the topic of communication, I am a huge supporter for being a communicator. Every time I talk to a customer or we check out a pool, I bring it up. I tell them, you know what, we we are big on communication. Some people would think we over-communicate, but I would rather over-communicate with you than not communicate with you at all. And the response is, the feedback I get from them is that most of them prefer that. Most of them want that. And I've had several customers you know, tell us that they appreciate all of the communication and keeping them informed and updated on what's going on. And like I said earlier, one of the number one things I hear are concerns or complaints or whatever you want to call it when I'm looking at a potential new customer is that the previous company never communicated with them. They didn't know what was going on. They didn't know they missed the service date. They didn't even know if they were there or they completed a repair without letting them know or whatever. It's just lacking that communication piece. So I say communicate, keep your customers informed, set the proper expectation. I think it'll help a lot and make a big difference. Yeah. John, final thoughts? I'll leave it at this. And if you guys can't see what I have on the wall, I'm just going to read it out loud. And it goes perfectly for communication. Watch your words, for they become actions. Watch your actions, for they become habits. Watch your habits, for they become character. Watch your character, for it becomes your destiny. What we think, we become. So that's our mindset in everything that we do. And it kind of falls into what we talked about. If you think that all hell's broken loose and there's no way up and that there's no way you're going to survive, then your actions are going to perceive that and your customers are going to see that and you're going to suffer through this. But if you believe you can achieve and if you believe you can get through it and if you have a will, there's a way, right? All these things that that people say and these things you hear, there's truth behind it. And it's all about mindset and it's all about how you communicate and how you portray yourself in your business. So um, I'll leave everybody with that, that little nugget. For me, two things. One, I need to give a shout out to Joel. I got a message, says, love the podcast being close to an hour and a half. So big shout out to you, Joel. We appreciate that. The other message that I got was, can you please read the letter? So <laughs> so what we'll do- Go find it online. No. Go ahead, John. No, go get it online. <laughs> Go get it online, register. So what we'll do is we'll read it real quick. But guys, in order to get it, you'll have to go to one of those two platforms there and we will you know, go from there. So, um, so let me read it real quick and then I'll give you my quick final thoughts. Dear Value Customer, to say that we are in unprecedented times would be an understatement. COVID has brought new labor challenges, supply chain capacity issues, raw material shortages, and placed a strain on transportation across the country. Our pool industry has had its set of challenges as well. Briefly, there was a biolab plant fire in 2020 that produces 70% of the dry chlorine and chlorine tabs for the U.S. market. The plant is not scheduled to be back in operation until spring of 2022 and has left a huge void in the production of chlorine. We currently find ourselves with either extremely limited amounts of chlorine that we are allowed to purchase or no chlorine available at all. We are currently in the peak summer when the chlorine demand is at its highest. Our goal is to maintain your pool safe and looking great. In order to do that, we need your help. We would like to partner and navigate through these difficult times together. Some helpful steps you can take are 
Over the next 8 to 10 weeks, do not swim or limit the number of swimmers in your pool. This will preserve healthy chemical levels needed. Tolerate small amounts of cloudy in your pool. If it gets cloudy, please contact us so we can get to it as soon as possible. Increase the runtime to allow the pool to circulate enough to limit small algae breakouts. Your pool should turn over three times to achieve 96 to 98% filtration. And keep an eye out. If visiting retailers such as Leslie, Sam's Club, Costco, or other pick up liquid chlorine or tabs, unfortunately, we are limited in the amounts that we're permitted to purchase. Having extra chlorine or tabs will help us ensure a healthy summer for your pool. We appreciate your business and look forward to your partnership as we navigate through these difficult times. Thank you in advance for this assistance and your continued loyalty. And John, I did add to the bottom of that your note, which was do not use this letter unless you are in that situation where you need to pull the fire alarm. I think that's that's huge. So, so there's the letter, guys. My final thoughts are that communication is probably one of the most important things that you need to be able to master in order to be able to be successful. And if you look at a lot of the people that are successful are those that are able to communicate effectively and not just master one part of the communication aspect, but they master all of the points that we talked about with regards to the communication. And it's going to make you not just a better pool guy, but a better business owner. And it's going to allow you to create you know, a lot stronger relationships when you have those communications down. Those are my final thoughts. Guys, Zach, John, this has been definitely fun. It was first time that all three of us are on video, so I'm really kind of digging this format. And um, I want to thank you guys for your time, and we will catch you next week. Yeah. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. Hey, have a good one, guys. Bye. Bye. See y'all later. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform to Dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com. Pool Nation, all rights reserved. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in a verbal or nonverbal way. May not be distributed. It may not be distributed in any social media platforms or transmitted in any other forms or any other means, including recording or other electronic or mechanical methods without the prior written permission of Pool Nation.